Welcome, everybody, to this bonus episode of the Anxious Pastor Podcast. I felt this great conviction in my heart and just wanted to carve out some extra time to talk about the current crisis that our world is in and this crisis known as the coronavirus or COVID-19. Scariest name ever. Why do we have to call it that? But anyway, you know, I think a lot of us are probably being hammered by the media, the government, our social circles, our local government, whatever it may be with, with negativity. And while we should be cautious and, and we need to be aware of these things, I know that many of you are afraid, and I know that many of your friends are afraid. And I would venture to say that there's probably going to be some new people uh, in not embracing but experiencing anxiety for the first time in their lives. This could be a triggering event for them, and they don't know what they're dealing with. And so I felt like it was very, very important for us to kind of point out some ways that we can cope with it. As always, this is not the end-all be-all, but these are some practical things that I think that we can do. I feel like it's important for us to realize that these are unprecedented times. This is going to be in the history books one day, uh, but it doesn't mean that fear has to control us. I want you to hear that. Fear doesn't have to control us. I'm telling myself the same thing. We don't have to be like everybody else who's running out to Walmart and emptying all the toilet paper out of the aisles. We don't have to be those people who who run in fear. We can be the climate changers, be the people who push through and lead the charge. I love this quote by Zig Ziglar that says, fear has two meanings, forget everything and run or face everything and rise. Oh, that's so good. Face everything and rise. So that's what this bonus episode is all about. And I'm going to share three ways that I believe we can deal with our anxiety toward the coronavirus. Again, not the end all be all, but instead of like in the quote, forget everything and run, let's get trying. Things feel like an episode of The Walking Dead, don't they? I mean, it seems like people are losing their minds. Stores are limiting their hours. Shelves are being left empty. There's no toilet paper in the whole world. Heaven forbid you need that. It's insane. My wife uh, went out last night to pick up a few essential items that we needed from the store. And sure enough, she started texting me pictures of empty shelves and and. I don't know what it is about a crisis that leaves us losing our minds. Now, please understand, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be prepared or even cautious. And I'll talk a little bit about being prepared and understanding in a moment. But why do we have to go crazy? Why do we have to live in such fear? I think our fear has spread a lot faster than this virus. Think about it. You know, in the state of Kentucky, when I'm recording this, I believe there's only about 11 or 12 cases, I could be totally wrong, uh, of, of confirmed diagnosis of the coronavirus out of how many ever people are in the state of Kentucky. But fear, 
people that could be diagnosed with fear, quite a bit more. Again, I'm not downplaying the virus, but there's something that happens to us that that puts us in a panic, that that puts us in this uh, mode of fear. To bring back that Zig Ziglar quote I mentioned earlier, we've forgotten everything and we've ran. So instead of running, why don't we push through it and maybe be better because of it? So here's the first of the three ways I believe that we can deal with uh, our anxiety toward the coronavirus. We need to understand the coronavirus, but not obsess over it. Understand, but not obsess over the coronavirus. The internet, it's a great tool, but it can also be a cavern of tunnels where we lose our way and we lose our minds. From news websites, social media posts, to WebMD, it's important uh, that we're informed as possible, but not so much that causes us to be obsessed. So I don't know about you, I'm a researcher. And so if I sit in front of a computer, I will go down these rabbit holes of research. And honestly, it makes for good decision makings at times, but other times it can really mess with my head. Because, you know, everyone has an opinion, everyone has a theory or a conspiracy theory. And if you let that influence you, you're never going to be able to know what's truth and what's not. So I think we need to understand that the coronavirus is is a real thing. We need to understand all the important things to understand, but we can't obsess over it. I recommend the first place you start in your understanding of COVID-19, I probably should have stopped using that term, uh, is the CDC website. Trust their knowledge. These are people that are working hard to help give us the right information and trust that they're going to keep us informed. But be careful with other sources of information. You don't need Marianne telling you about the latest conspiracy theory on Facebook, and that's not going to help you. And just because you drink some water and it goes down the wrong pipe and you start to cough doesn't mean that you should head over to WebMD and and self-diagnose yourself with the virus. You need to understand it, but not obsess. That's the first thing. Secondly, we have to choose love, not selfishness. When fear is the navigator, our primal instinct is survival. We'll beat someone down if it means we stay alive. And I'm not saying we shouldn't protect ourselves, but could you imagine how differently the world would be if we treated each other with love and not selfishness? I read an article a few days ago about two different retailers, uh, two different retail stores that experienced customers brawling over toilet paper. The problem here isn't the coronavirus. The problem is that fear is ruling over us. And so when we choose love, something happens. So here, I want you to hear this quote. Fear will always, fear will always tell you to be selfish. Love will always tell you to be selfless. One more time. Fear will always tell you to be selfish. Love will always tell you to be selfless. So we should choose love, not selfishness. 
So the first one, again, is understand but not obsess. The second one, choose love, not selfishness. And lastly, look at this as an opportunity. I love this quote uh, I found by John F. Kennedy, and it's so timely to where we are right here today. It says, when written in Chinese, the word crisis is composed of two characters. One represents danger, and the other represents opportunity. Looking at our current crisis as an opportunity can help us grow, and it can help us move forward. I I love that. It's an opportunity, and we need to look at it that way. Our church made the call to not hold an in-person Uh, worship service over the past weekend, and I know many churches did the same. We provided an online service that allowed our people to gather from their homes, and I believe that it was a really powerful thing. I participated in that with my family, and I couldn't help but think how God was giving us. I want you to hear this because it was mind-blowing to me. God was giving us forced rest. Seems so weird to hear that. Forced rest. It's like your mom and dad making you go to nap time because they knew you needed to rest. I mean, don't you feel like we're constantly on the go? Time moves so fast and there's always some place to be. There's always something to do. But what if we looked at this social distancing as an opportunity to slow down, rest a little bit. We could all use more time with our families. I hope you want to spend more time with your families. We could all use more time for personal health, more opportunities for personal health. So maybe you're someone who doesn't sleep well because you're up late doing things and you're up early getting people ready to go somewhere. Maybe this is a chance for you to slow down. Maybe it's something that will will give us an opportunity to rest, forced rest. And I will admit, we all have to be cautious cautious with this and, and ask the question, what are we consuming during this rest? Is it quality rest? That's important. And, and there's nothing morally wrong with binge-watching Netflix uh, while you're on rest. Uh, but you must ask yourself the question, does this really bring peace to my life? Does this really help? my life. And don't forget about your family that is either right there beside of you, or maybe they're in another house down the road or across the country. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to pull up your phone, do a FaceTime or Skype or something, and you can check on them. Man, there's so many opportunities now where you can play games online, or maybe you just play a game, a good long game of Monopoly with your family. Actually, Monopoly is probably a bad idea. Everybody gets in a fight with Monopoly. Try Scrabble or something like that. We do Uno at my house. Anyway, I think it's a real great opportunity for rest. It could be a powerful thing. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, there there are people who've never dealt with anxiety and who are probably experiencing it for the first time in their lives. Could you imagine, think back to the first time you ever experienced anxiety. This is an opportunity for you to help those people who don't know what they're experiencing, have never felt this way before. It's a chance for you to help them. And I promise the one thing that is most therapeutic 
is to stop thinking about yourself for a minute and start thinking about other people. Now, obviously, we're doing this social distancing thing, but you got a phone. You can text them. You can call them. You can FaceTime them. We can still do interactions somehow socially, but there are people out there who are going to feel like they're alone. They're going to feel like they're walking through this by themselves because they don't know what it is. They've never felt this way before, but because of the thing that's called the coronavirus, this fear has triggered something in them, this anxiety in them that they've never faced before. Now, I want to caution you, don't try to solve their problems. Don't don't try to to put them in a place where they feel like they you're fixing them for lack of a better term but it is an opportunity for you to just be a listening ear so remember this is an opportunity for you to help someone it's an opportunity for you to rest and we have an a beautiful opportunity to do some good both in our lives in our family's lives and in the lives of those people around us who may be struggling now real real quick I I'd like for us to recap these three ways that we can deal with our anxiety towards the coronavirus. First, we have to understand it, but not obsess over it. Get the information you need to be informed, but don't go down the rabbit hole that feeds your fears. Secondly, choose love, not selfishness. Go hand out a couple of rolls of toilet paper at your local grocery store. I bet people would freaking love you if you did that. Remember, fear will always tell you to be selfish, but love will always tell you to be selfless. And finally, look at this crisis as an opportunity. We're now being given the chance to rest. We might be forced to have rest, but it still could be good. Look for people who are struggling with what's going on in the world and love on them. They need your love. Encourage them. Show them how to walk through their anxiety Maybe show them things that have helped you. Let them know that they're not alone. As you know, anxiety makes you feel alone. So that's those are my three things that I think can be really helpful for us. I know this was short, but I wanted to just get the message out, some way to encourage us and do it like this. So I hope that you found this bonus episode helpful, and I hope that you found it practical and an opportunity to love someone that maybe you didn't think about that because love needs to happen. It's an opportunity that we have till our final breath. So let's do it right now and do it for the rest of our lives. And if you're new to the podcast, if you just stumbled across this because you're trying to figure out what you're dealing with and you want to dive deeper into the topic of anxiety, then please hit the subscribe button and check out some of our other posts from the past, our other blog not blog, but uh, podcast uh, episodes from the past. But you can also go to theanxiouspastor.com and see our blog posts. uh, And that goes like some supplemental material to help you walk through that. So as always, I, I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. Please understand that we're in a very different time in our culture. We're walking, we're all walking through something very uh, fresh and new and and can be very scary and we can look at it in a negative light or we can look at it as an opportunity remember don't like zig ziglar said uh, fear has two meanings forget everything and run or face everything and rise the choice is yours so let's get trying (laughs) 